Welcome back, friends, to the Dynamic Doe Show. I'm your host, Allison Bai, and today we're going to go over a few different topics that will hopefully help you um, learn to deal with situations, difficult situations that might arise. The first thing I wanted to share is it's called an autobiography in five short chapters. And I wanted to share this with you guys because it gave me a different perspective on my journey. And this is uh, written by Portia Nelson in 1977. And there's a hole in my sidewalk, the romance of self-discovery. Okay. Chapter one. I walk down the street. There is a deep hole in the sidewalk. I fall in. I am lost. I am helpless. It isn't my fault. It takes forever to find a way out. Chapter 2 I walk down the same street. There is a deep hole in the sidewalk. I still don't see it. I fall in again. I can't believe I'm in the same place. It isn't my fault. It still takes a long time to get out. Number three. I walk down the same street. There's a deep hole in the sidewalk. I see it there. I still fall in. It's habit. It's my fault. I know where I am. I get out immediately. Chapter 4 I walk down the same street. There is a deep hole in the sidewalk. I walk around it. Chapter 5 I walk down a different street. So just kind of take a few minutes to uh, process that mentally. Where we go, where we go from feeling hopeless, helpless, lost in a hole, and we end up choosing to walk down a different street, and that's part of healing. We're going to learn two acronyms today. The first one is Dear Man. It has to do with with interpersonal effectiveness skills. And those are uh, learning to get along with others while also asserting your own needs is essential to healthy relationships. It can be difficult to balance your own needs and the needs of others. How can you get what you need? without being aggressive or neglecting the needs of others. There are three sets of skills you will learn to help achieve this goal. Objective effectiveness, relationship effectiveness, and self-respect effectiveness. So objective effectiveness is the dear man uh, acronym. What is the goal of an interaction? Objective effectiveness 
is about getting what you want out of a situation. That's where this acronym will remind you how to clearly express your needs and desires. The D is for describe. Describe the situation objectively. This means sticking to the facts by avoiding opinion and interpretation. The goal is to get everyone on the same page. E is for express. Let others know how a situation makes you feel by clearly expressing your feelings. Don't expect others to read your mind. Try using this line. I feel blank because blank. The A is for assert. Don't beat around the bush. Say what you need to say. Don't say, oh well, I don't know if I can cook tonight or not. Do say, I won't be able to cook because I'm working late. The R is for reinforce. Reward people who respond well and reinforce why your desired outcome is positive. This can be as simple as a smile and a thank you. The M is for mindful. Don't forget the objective of the interaction. It can be easy to get sidetracked into harmful arguments and lose focus. The A is for appear. Appear confident. Consider your posture, tone, eye contact, and your body language. N is for negotiate. No one can have everything they want out of an interaction all the time. Be open to negotiation. Do say, if you wash the dishes, I'll put them away. Moving on to relationship effectiveness. This acronym is GIVE. Relationships aren't only about getting what we need. They're also about the other person. The acronym The acronym GIVE will help you achieve relationship effectiveness by fostering positive interactions. G is for gentle. Don't attack, threaten, or express judgment during your interactions. Accept the occasional no for your requests. I is for interested. Show interest by listening to the other person without interrupting. V is for validate. Be outwardly validating to the other person's thoughts and feelings. Acknowledge their feelings, recognize when your requests are demanding, and respect their opinions. E is for easy. Have an easy attitude. Try to smile and act lighthearted. The last... Uh, effectiveness skill on this handout from uh, this is all from therapistaid.com is self-respect effectiveness and the acronym for it is FAST. Sometimes in relationships you might find yourself betraying your own values and beliefs to receive approval or to get what you want. The acronym FAST will help you achieve self-respect effectiveness. F is for fair. Be fair, not only to others, but also to yourself. 
Apologies. Don't apologize unless it's warranted. Don't apologize for making a request, having opinion, having an opinion, or disagreeing. <clears throat> the S is for stick to values. Don't compromise your values just to be liked or get what you want. Stand up for what you believe in. T is for truthful. Avoid dishonesty such as exaggeration, acting helpless as a form of manipulation, or outright lying. The most important acronym that I want to tell you about today comes from the Dialectical Behavior Therapy Skills Workbook, um, second edition by Matthew McKay, PhD, Jeffrey Wood, PsyD, and Jeffrey Brantley, MD. And you can find this on Amazon. That's where I got it. <clears throat> so, the final acronym is REST. It says, now that you've identified some of your own self-destructive and problematic behaviors or thoughts, as well as their costs, the first stress tolerance strategy you need to learn is REST. REST is an acronym that reminds you to R, relax, E, evaluate, S, set an intention, and T, take action. So I'm going to get a little bit deeper into each, what each one means, and then, um, We'll end with a breathing exercise. So, relax. The first step of the process is to relax. Stop what you're doing. Freeze. Take a breath. Pause. Step away from the situation for a few seconds to get a different perspective. Just don't do what you normally do. Don't act impulsively. Do your best to remind yourself that you have an opportunity to behave differently. Create some space between your desire to act impulsively and your actual reaction. Maybe even say out loud, stop, relax, or rest, just to remind yourself to not react so quickly and automatically. Then take a few slow breaths to help yourself calm down before choosing an alternative meaningful action. E is for evaluate. Next, ask yourself, what's happening in this situation? What are the facts? Just do a quick evaluation. You don't have to figure it all out, and you don't have to do an in-depth analysis of why you're feeling the way you do. You don't even have to solve the problem if it's too complicated. Just do your best to get a general sense of what's occurring. For example, observe what is happening for you mentally, emotionally, and physically. Also observe what other people around you are doing. Maybe just ask yourself a few simple questions like these. How do I feel? What's happening? Is anyone in danger? S is for set an intention. 
The third step is to set an intention to do something. In this case, an intention is a target, goal, or plan about what you're going to do. Decide which action you're going to take. Pick one of the coping skills that you'll learn later in this book and in this podcast. Ask yourself, what do I need right now? Do you need to do something for yourself? Then maybe choose one of the coping skills or self-soothing skills that you'll soon learn. Or do you need to solve a bigger problem? Then maybe choose one of the more advanced problem-solving or communication skills in the latter chapters of this book. Whatever you choose to do, it doesn't have to be the final or best solution to the problem right now, but hopefully it will be something healthy that will help you cope. T is for take action. Finally, take action. Put your plan into motion. Proceed mindfully, which means move ahead slowly with awareness of what you're doing. Whatever your intention was in the last step, do it now as calmly and effectively as you can. Again, this action may not be the ultimate solution to the problem at hand, but if you follow these steps, your mindful action is likely to be healthier and more effective than the self-destructive actions you would have taken if you had just reacted impulsively. So, now that we know what REST stands for and what it means, um, I'm going to take you through a set of questions to help you practice taking a rest. So, whenever you come across a situation where you want to act alternatively than Uh, rather than impulsively, which is a personal problem of mine as well. Go through these questions, write them out in your journals so that you can have them and answer them um, whenever these situations arise. Okay, so the first question is, What happened in this distressing situation? And then you explain. How did you feel? What did you do? Did you engage in any self-destructive behaviors? If yes, what were they? Now use the rest strategy And imagine what could have happened differently. How could you have relaxed R in this situation? If you had done an evaluation, E, what would you have discovered? If you had set an intention, S, what would it have been? If you would have taken action, T, in this situation, what might have happened? And finally, what would the overall advantages have been if you had used the rest strategy?
So now that we've been through a lot of acronyms today and a lot of information, I just wanted to go over a, a worksheet about breathing exercises that you can implement in uh, the REST acronym when it asks you to relax. So number one is flowing your breath. This is the simplest of all breathing exercises. Just put attention, put your attention on your breath without trying to influence it. Do not try to speed it up, slow it down, or change the rhythm. Just follow it with your mind. To begin with exhalation. Now we are going to observe the breath again, but this time beginning with exhalation. Start by observing your breath as you usually experience it. In and out. In and out. Now, reverse your conception of the breath cycle and begin each breath with the exhalation so you breathe out, in, out, in. By doing this exercise, you are learning to take greater control of the breath in process, and especially to deepen breathing by increasing the amount of air that you move out. Three, squeeze more air out of the lungs. The secret of increasing breath is to increase exhalation rather than to extend inhalation. You have greater control of exhalation, and the muscles controlling it are more powerful. By squeezing more air out of your lungs, you will automatically take more air into them. So take a deep breath through your nose as deep as you can. Let it out through your mouth, and when you get to the end, try squeezing a little bit more air out. Now squeeze a little more out, and a little more. Feel the effort in your ribs. And now let the air expand your lungs normally when you inhale. Four, make your breathing deep, slow, quiet, and regular. When people are afraid, angry, or upset, you'll find that invariably their breathing becomes rapid, shallow, irregular, and noisy. In states of relaxation and harmony, breathing is deep, slow, quiet, and regular. Begin by relaxing. Give yourself a stretch. Take a good deep breath and just begin by observing, once again, your breath. And now focus on consciously making it deeper, slower, quieter, and regular. Do this for a few breath cycles and just notice how you feel. 5. The Relaxing Breath this is also known as the 478 breath. So for four cycles, what you'll do is you'll inhale for four seconds. One, two, three, four. Hold it. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Exhale. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Eight. And obviously, 
You don't want to make yourself uncomfortable. So if you have to adjust the numbers a little bit, that's fine. Um, but do that for four, uh, four cycles. Okay. So I hope you learned a lot today. I learned a lot today. And I am working on implementing all these acronyms, these fun acronyms, <laughs> into my life. And I hope you can too. I hope we can go on this journey together, like I've said before. And uh, thank you guys for listening. Please share my broadcast. I need as many listeners as possible. Um, and make sure to check out Dynamic No Show on Twitter and Instagram. We also have a Facebook page you can follow. And if you would like to send me an email... Uh, that is personal or you have any topic suggestions or something that you would like us to discuss, you can email me at dynamicdoshow at gmail.com and just title it podcast in the subject line. All right. I hope you guys have an amazing week and I will see you. Well, you'll hear me <laughs> next Monday. Have a good one.